0: All right everybody, welcome back to the show. It's time to talk about HeavyCon 2016. D Unfortunately, I didn't go to HeavyCon 2015, which was the first year of the convention. Right. Um it was held at one of the hosts of Heavy Cardboard's house. Okay. This one was held at a hotel. It was at the Staybridge Suites. Next to the Denver International Airport there in Denver, Colorado. I believe the airport might actually be in Aurora, Colorado, I think. Okay. But it's right next to Denver and everything. So my wife and I drove up to uh, Aurora, Colorado. Denver, Colorado is about a 13-hour drive. And I had driven about eight hours. When I decided, I'm just going to drive this entire thing, I wanted to test myself. So I drove the entire 13 hours to the convention. Kudos. Needless to say, I was very tired when we got there. Absolutely. And um, it was pretty late when we got there. We ended up leaving three hours late from Stephenville. Um, trying to get a one-year-old where he needs to go for a week is not a thing where you get to be on a schedule of right. any kind. Right. So, no. Yeah, we left three hours late. We got there at about 10.30 at night. And I okay. you know we were – the good thing was I jumped an hour back, so we, we didn't get there at 11.30. We got there at 10.30. Right. So, um We ordered Chinese takeout for dinner, had a good night rest. I got up, went to the gym, and then we hit the convention at 8 o'clock that morning. Nice. Got our gift bags, which – um Each gift bag, there's a game called SNCF, which is also called Paris Connection. There's another version called Paris Connection. And Tony, one of the uh, former hosts of Heavy Cardboard, he made a map, a Transcontinental Railroad map for SNCF. And each gift bag had a copy of that map in there. That's cool. So I've now got, it's really awesome, and it's so cool that he did this. I don't have the game, so we've got two copies of a map. For this game that I don't have, but now have a very good reason to get, right? Absolutely. So uh, in each gift bag, there was a um, a mug that came later. The mugs weren't in the gift bags, but we got those on the next to last night of the convention. Right. And they say heavy cardboard on them. And then there was a shot glass for the board game group. The board game group on Facebook was the 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 people that got these mugs made, right? Okay. These like uh, glass mugs. So we got we got our bags they had some some you know edible goodies in them they had some maps for SNCF but the main thing that was in these bags were these little tickets that were for this huge wall of free giveaway games that all these companies had donated right okay. so tons of awesome sponsors from Tasty Minstrel to Splatter to just a myriad of companies. I think 36 different companies donated games.
1: That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. For a and second year con, especially.
0: Yeah, for sure. And each, um, depending on the level, price, whatever of the game, each bag had one or two of these little tickets in them. Okay. So my wife and I, between us, we ended up, and it's just luck of the draw, D., it's it just is what it is. Some guy got the great Zimbabwe, and here's what we got. So, okay. so very happy to have gotten these things, and I thank heavy cardboard so much for these awesome games. All right, I got my third copy of Zulkin. I got my second copy of Aquasphere, and I got an insert for a game I don't have. I got an insert for Trajan. But over the course of the week, I was able to make a couple of good trades. I sold Zulkin for 20 bucks, so I got okay. $20. Who needs three copies of Zulkin? Absolutely not. right? And I was glad I just- to get it to the guy who wanted it because he was really excited about it. It's a
1: great game. Who needs three copies of anything?
0: That's very true, D. And I was also able to trade the Trajan insert for Fate of Endines, which is the smaller box version of Devastation of Endines, which I love. And it's essentially, it's good to have Fate of Endines because Devastation is such a huge box. right? And this is just more characters for that game, but a smaller box with a smaller size board in it. So if you're wanting to take Battlecon somewhere, you get your favorite characters from... Each of the games, put them in the small box with the smaller board and smaller pieces, and you got a good travel edition. Nice. Right? So it's extra characters with a travel size box and board. Sounds good. So um, I was also, I came home with Aquasphere. We'll do a giveaway for that soon. And uh, what else? I also got a $15 gift card for Meeple Source. Cool. Which I've already used. I've ordered Anna Meeples for Agricola, so my cubes are about to be upgraded. At least the animal animal cubes are. Right. So, D um, started gaming pretty early the first day. Uh, we sat down with the girlfriend of, I don't know, the kind of the celebrity guests of the convention were yours and your rune, the okay. uh, two designers and owners of Splatter and all of Splatter's titles. And uh, we sat down with uh, one of their girlfriends to play Signoria which we're about to talk about. So we got a game of Signoria in, it was my seventh game, sixth or seventh game, so i played this game a lot now. Had a great time playing it, taught my wife how to play it, she did really well. Uh, the person we were playing with had already played it before as well, so we had a great time playing that game. Um, then later that day, we played Dominant Species. So I've got a copy of Dominant Species at home, but hadn't played it. And this is one of the best things about a convention, right? Right. You've got games at home that you haven't played, and someone else teaches you the rules to That's it. That's the so best, you don't have to man. The rules to the to the game. So Dominant Species, we played a six-player game. which you hear people say maybe don't play a six-player game of this? But I mean, it, it works with six players because it's an area control game. You don't want just two players. Right. Three's okay, probably, but you know, four or five is probably the sweet spot for that. I don't know for sure. I've only played it with six at this point. Okay. but we, excuse me, we played a six player game of this. It was, I think only two people had played it before. Edward, the host of Heavy Cardboard, it's his, one of his top five games. So he was happy to teach it to us. We played this with him. Haley picked it out. He took us to his hotel room and said, pick out a game. She picked that out. We played it. Okay. The dominant species is so much fun. It's got this, like, it's almost a game. It's a Euro game. That's got, like, the buzz of playing a war game. Like, Ooh. I mean, it's it's really the interaction, right. the player interaction with the Euro mechanisms is so much fun. It is a really fun game. People call it a a o like a war game Euro, right. essentially. And it is a lot of fun. And he had upgraded pieces, so I was playing the, uh, what was I playing, the arachnids, I believe. So I had actual little, you know, spider pieces and There were penguins for the birds and uh, little elephants for the mammals and stuff like that. So everyone had their own little pieces. And it's a really fun game. It's area control where you're putting out, um, you're trying to gain dominance in different regions and you're getting things for having the most of something. I mean, it's area control. Right. And um, there's cards that do various things. Some of them help you and hurt everybody else. A very few of them help everybody and some of them hurt everybody including you and you have to play that I mean it's a it's a dirty game. It's right. it's not it's definitely in your face, you know. But we had a really good time playing Dominant Species and I can't wait to play it again. I would really like to get a group of people at the shop that would be interested in playing that game.
1: Absolutely. Because That's something seems... I've been meaning to talk to you about anyways trying to find a regular group for the bigger the the games where we need more people
0: yeah for sure more than two players more than three players even so yeah this game seems like it would be awesome at four or five so six might be a little too long in between turns right but there's so much interesting stuff going on and your pieces are being affected so much, even when it's not your turn, that it's not boring when it's not your turn. So, six works, but four I bet would be really sweet with this game. So, Dominant Species was fun. Those are the only two games we played on that day. Uh, I don't remember what else we did on that day, but we weren't, we were driving around doing other stuff in Denver. We, right. kind, we kind of use this as a half vacation, half convention. And
1: there are lots of things to do in Denver.
0: Yeah, so we, we, we drove around Denver, looked at a few different things, went shopping a little bit. But started out the next day, got three games in the next day. First, I played Lignum, which is a game that cost over $100 to buy because it's only out in Germany. Right. And it's a game I've wanted to play. It's uh, it's about being a lumberjack, I believe, in the maybe the 1800s, 1700s, something like that, in Germany. Okay. And it's a really fun game. It's got kind of that, you know, you see like Takedo. Where you are, where it's like a circle with different action spaces where you get stuff. I think Takedo's more of a line, but it's different action spaces and say, I go to this one. You can't go to that one. You have to jump over me. Right. And you can go as far as you want, but you can't go backwards sort of thing. So you're trying to get saws and get sawyers and woodcutters and wagons and fodder to feed your donkeys to pull the wagons, stuff like that. All along this trail until each round at the end of the round, you all finally end up in the forest cutting wood. Then you hopefully got the right transportation to get the wood back to your uh, your little camp. And then you're deciding, are you going to cut the wood? Are you going to just sell it? Are you going to start drying the wood to sell it for more? Then there's these... Um, I can't task cards where this task card needs a piece of dark wood that's dried plus 1 and a piece of soft wood that's dried plus 2 so you're trying to do these exact things to get that. It's a very it's a pretty heavy euro game, but it is so much fun because it's very very thematic. Right. Um I really love the mechanism of going forward in the circle to choose action spaces, but Not being able to go backwards. So what's more important to you, right? Right. So there was one time where, you know, you can even go really far forward. I jumped almost to the end one time from about the middle. I passed up like four things because I wanted that one thing bad enough to pass up four other things. Right. And then everyone else had like two more turns than me because I was at the end, essentially. So... That mechanism is really cool. The whole game together, there's a lot of good planning in the game. You're planning three turns ahead, doing the tasks. I jumped right into the expert version of the game because the person teaching it had played it a bunch and wanted to try the expert version, okay, which only added this thing called a planning phase, which is skipped in the norm in the regular version of the game, where it's an actual mechanism based around planning for future turns. okay, so you land on the space and there's these cards and you have a one two and three chips you have two of each of those and i i say i'm planning to do this action two rounds from now so i put my two on that card and my two two actual rounds from now on the round counter and then i have to start setting myself up to complete that action And if I do, I get a bonus for that action. Okay. So it added that into it. That was the expert version of the game, which was pretty tough. I tried to do it once and I was definitely not ready for that part of the game. Right. But uh, I did pretty good in the game. Didn't do bad for my first play. And it makes me want this game so bad. It's such a fantastic Euro game. I had a really good time playing this game. Good. The people we were playing with were really cool. Met a guy named um, Dion uh, in the gym that morning. And he, he and I played a few games together and he was a really cool guy. He's. Retired and goes to a lot of conventions. And, um, yeah, he was he was cool to play with. Uh, played with uh, Jim from Punching Cardboard. Right. Uh, one of the hosts of Punching and Cardboard. And a really cool guy named Calvin, who I played a couple games with, who's was just the nicest guy. So uh, that was fun. Then also that day, right after that, played Brass with uh, Dion and Calvin. And my wife joined us for that game. Right. And this was my favorite game of the whole convention. D, this game clicked for me more than any game has clicked for me in a long time. I mean... In the middle of this game, I just felt like I got this game so good. And I I did really well. I beat everybody in this game. (laughs) I have to say, I did really well. Got one. I usually don't think that much about winning and losing in games, sometimes to where I can't even remember if I won or lost, you know. But this one, I just felt so good because it's a heavier game. My first Martin Wallace game I've ever played. Really? Yeah, first Martin Wallace game. Crazy. I've got brass at home, once again, got taught the rules to a game I have that I hadn't played. And uh, I'm really excited for me and Haley or me and you to play because in the new deluxe edition, there's a two player map on the back of the board. So um, it's playable two players now, but I had so much fun playing brass. It's such a cool game. I'd never played like a real like network route building game like that, where you're starting, you know, iron industries and coal industries. And then in the middle of the game, you switch from having all these canals to now you're trying to build rail networks. And right. The way you add up points is really cool. And like, there's, There's some stuff you can do with like depleting, like using one tile to deplete coal or iron and then playing another tile that makes demand for that. So then you get paid for all of the deplete. It's it's a really cool thing where you can you can set up some really cool combinations in it, which I thought was really cool for a. you know, a drier Euro game. Right. So I, uh, I really liked brass. It's probably my favorite game I played at the whole convention, I would say. And I cannot wait to play brass again. Let's see. What did we do that night? That night, my wife and I went out to dinner. We went all the way to Denver to go to Texas Day Brazil.
1: Good food. Great it's food.
0: So good and so expensive. My goodness. I was telling you that my wife and I came in under budget on this right. trip. Even with a hundred and fifty dollar tab at this restaurant, so
1: say Texas Day Brazil is, as you said, it's pricey, but it's totally worth it.
0: Yeah, every
1: now and then, you know, once in a while, fifty
0: dollars, sixty dollars a person with a tip, and then with drinks, you know, we got up to one fifty. So right, um, which doesn't take that many drinks to get up to one fifty. And I made the rookie mistake at this restaurant of hitting the big twenty five foot long salad bar a little too hard. Oh man. Man, that goat cheese, though.
1: You can just get the salad bar. Did you know that?
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's like half half the price. Really? And and all you get is the salad bar.
0: Because I might have done that, because there's plenty of great stuff. There's meat on the salad bar. There is. This is a restaurant so focused on meat that there's meat at the salad bar. Um, and goat cheese. Oh, my God. It's the biggest mound of goat cheese I've ever seen in my life, and it was so good. Um, so, yeah, we went to Texas State Brazil, called it a night after that. Okay. And then the next day, <clears throat> um, oh, wait, wait, they didn't call it a night. We came back and played a whole other game, D. Oh, no. We walked in the game room, found two guys that wanted to play a guy we'd played dominant species with and a, a guy we met right then, and we played LaGrania. Said, Would well, you guys want to play a game? Yes, I've got LaGrania. I don't really remember how to play. The guy said, I know how to play really well. I'll teach it to everybody, and sure. you can help me. And uh, we played LaGrania, had a great time. I love LaGrania. It's such a fun Fun Euro game, and I think everybody that played had a good time, too. Uh, Haley really grokked it, and the other guy playing really got it. And I just really love that game. I really like playing LaGrania. And it's one of those games that I feel like I will play regularly forever. Right. It's just got that feel to me. The cards are so interesting. Say there's a deck of 70 cards. Each of those 70 cards does four different things. There's so much replayability. Plus, you've got dice drafting, and then you've got the, like, the mechanism from Luna where you're kicking people. It's a temple in Luna. It's a market here. You're kicking people out by going to higher numbers than them. There's so many different mechanisms in this game that are almost full games themselves. But it's so simple and smooth at the same time. I introduced someone who had never played a Euro game to LaGrania one night. Right. And I really pumped it up thematically as much as you can do with a farming Euro sim. Right. And uh, he loved it. I mean, it was it's a smooth enough game, even though it's a little bit of a medium to heavy game. It's a smooth enough game that a new Euro player got it easily. So uh, I had a great time playing LaGrania. Called it a night, got up the next morning, and uh, me and my wife went to the mountains. We wanted to go to the mountains, so we spent half the day doing something else. We went to Idaho Springs in Colorado. Okay. Ate at a really, I guess, a famous pizza place there that have mountain-style pizza, um, which is, like, just normal pizza, where it's got, like, a really thick crust, Mm -hmm. and they bring you honey to put on the crust to eat. So you eat the pizza down to the crust and then pour honey on the crust and eat it.
1: Sounds delicious.
0: It was very good. And it was so nice being up in the mountains. We didn't go into the mountains, but we were at a town in the mountains.
1: Oh, man. Next time you go, I'm assuming you're going next year. Yeah. Make a point to go down the other side of the mountains. Okay. The view looking back from the other side, once you're down off the Rockies, is gorgeous. Okay. It's not not that uh, intensive time-wise. You can do it in an afternoon easy. Yeah. And... The Other side of the Rockies is just beautiful,
0: okay. Very cool, yeah. We uh we went up to the mountain, didn't go any further than that, and we just like spent time walking around the town and looking at the view, and, right? You know, the drive is I've never driven up like that or oh, down yeah. like that. It's definitely different. Uh, your, your car does not want to break, it at takes all. work, yeah. So, uh, had a good time doing that. Came back that day. Uh, I got in a game of Madeira, I've always wanted to try Madeira, okay. Uh, got in. Uh, a four player game of Madeira and this is people are right when they talk about this game. It's a tough one to get. I mean, I got the rules, but there is so much planning involved in this game that it's it's a really tough game to uh play. And I'm sure you could play this game ten times and not feel good at it at all. Right. Um Madeira is really heavy. You're you are in this game farming on the island of Madeira and choosing these different action tiles to try and complete those actions the best. And um, it's a ton of mechanisms. That's the thing about this game is there's so many mechanisms and they all work really well with each other. Right. But choosing one small path to take to try and use that strategy to victory takes a work. So you want to do one little bitty thing. I mean, one tiny little thing in this game takes you having done three other things to get to that little bitty thing right it's a brain burner when people say brain burner they're talking about this game it is a super heavy so yeah and then after but i really did enjoy Madeira and i'd like to play it again i can't say that it was my favorite game of the convention right but i imagine a lot of people don't play that game and instantly think it's their favorite it it's it makes you want to play it again and i'm sure after you've played it three or four times you really start enjoying it more and more but it's not a game I would say I disliked at all. I really enjoyed it. Right. So, um, But then, if that wasn't heavy enough, I decided to play my first 18xx game. And we played... Uh, I talked to Tony, the old, older host of... Uh, the guy who used to be the co-host of Heavy Cardboard. Right. And told him I wanted to try an 18xx game. He found two other players who were new and wanted to try it. And I got my wife to agree to try it. And uh, we played 18MS, which is supposed to be a little bit of a entry level 18xx not okay. not necessarily simpler but more entry level in that it's a little more focused on the route building or it's kind of a good mix of route building and stock market or stock stuff right okay so it's also good entry level because it's got a an exact end you play five stock rounds and ten operating rounds, and then the game's over. Okay. I would say in total with four new players playing a four-player game with uh, very experienced 18xx people teaching and running us through it. Uh, Tony started it, and then another guy, I can't remember his name, uh, but he, he ran us through the rest of the game. He pretty much like, DM'd the game for us, cool. you know, where he did all the stuff and like helped us along. And I would say with that, it took us about four... To five hours to play it.
1: That's not bad <laughs> when you when you add in the learning curve
0: for four players, especially. Yeah,
1: you could you could probably easily cut an hour off of that with even moderately experienced
0: players. Yeah, for sure. And I gotta say, D eighteen uh, MS is from Deep Thought Games. It's one of the Deep Thought games where if you order it from Deep Thought, there's like a two or three year waiting list. Right. You can order it from Golden Spike but you're going to pay 120 bucks for it. Right. Which actually, this game, you're going to pay $200 for because this is three games in one. You're actually buying the game 18 Dixie, which comes with 18 MS and 18 GA. So you're getting three games for $200, and you get it in a few weeks. Or you can pay $100 and get it in three years from Deep Thought.
1: Seems like a good deal. Just pay the extra, get all three.
0: Yeah, in a quick amount of time, right. fast time. I mean, they're pretty much handmade, too. So that's That's awesome. Um, so if you're interested, go check out Golden Spike Games, where you can get this and uh, the other two games that it comes with, and a ton of other 18xx games. Okay. But 18ms 18, 18 was uh, really interesting. I will say that I didn't grasp it quite like I thought I would. Right. Um It really took me a while. Maybe it was because I just played Madeira and my brain was hurting.
1: That might have been it.
0: I don't know what it was, but I just, I really had a tough time getting this game. Towards the end, I got it and I understood what was going on, Mm -hmm. but I had done so badly the rest of the game that it did not matter how well I got it at the end. Right. I I had failed at this game. My wife, on the other hand, just ruled this game. I mean, she did so good. I was so shocked. That's awesome. She was telling uh tony that oh you know i'm not a heavy gamer i'm nervous about an 18xx game and he was really cool to her too and i mean she did so well in it that he was talking about it on their message board about like lance haley can't say she's not a heavy gamer anymore stuff like that (laughs) so she did really well she got it from the beginning it really clicked with her too so good she's i never thought my wife would want to play more 18xx games but she does so um, I really want to buy eighteen forty six which is three players minimum, so you would have to join us for some 1846 sure. games and you really want to try them too absolutely right? so uh is it's one of those things where even more than Madeira, I didn't really get it and I had I struggled, but I want to play it more very badly. I can't say I didn't like it because i I like the challenge of it right you know I feel challenged to understand these games so essentially you are in your stock your initial your initial round is getting 60% of a company so that you're the president of that company okay and then you are in your operating rounds you're laying track and making train runs so that you get paid and you can decide to keep all that money for your company so that you can do certain things with the company like buy trains to make train runs right or you can pay dividends To yourself as the president, which is you know a certain percentage of the money it brought in, and that's how you buy stock in other people's companies. Okay, so other people are buying stock in your company, so when you are making train runs, you're paying dividends to yourself and to them. You may decide, like, oh, I've got enough money, there's too many people with stock in my company, my company is going to keep it so they don't get paid dividends, right? Person that ends up with the most money wins, so there's just Five rounds of buying stock in each other's company and selling stock and dropping stock. And then there's 10 rounds of laying track and making train runs and deciding what you're going to do with the money that's made for those train runs. Sounds good. And then there's other things that happen in 18xx games that we didn't really get into. Right. Which are like... dumping a company on someone like if someone owns enough stock in your company you can run it into the ground and dump it on them so that now they've got a bad company and you just start a brand new company so you're starting you know first right. it gets a lot more ruthless than what we played you know they were telling us about all these different things you can do but saying we're not going to do that this game and somebody was going oh i'm gonna do it like it was <laughs> the whole thing but um yeah, Haley had a fantastic time. The other two players, I think, really got it. I just struggled a little bit, but got it at the end, and I right. can't wait to play more. The uh, experienced players teaching us were kind of saying that with eighteen XX, it's you really have to play four or five or six games of a of, an, of any eighteen XX game before you can read a rule book and get what it's saying. Right. So, I was kind of thinking it might be good to find like maybe an eighteen XX group in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And make a trip or two up there Certainly. and try some stuff out. So, uh, 18MS, I really enjoyed. Um, that night, uh, we did, a, there was a big barbecue thing, and they handed out awards. They made awards for all of the Golden Elephant Heavy Game of the Year awards, and the Splatter guys were there to accept their award for Food Chain Magnate. Awesome. There was actually a really crazy thing that happened at the convention. Uh, the two Splatter guys came all the way from the Netherlands, and uh, they were coming back, I believe, in like an Uber car. And got in a wreck. Oh, man. And one of the two guys broke some ribs and got a concussion. So he didn't, I mean, he looked like he was having a fine time, but he looked like he was in some pain the rest of the time, too. So Well,
1: that's understandable if he had some broken ribs. I mean, that's never fun.
0: Came all the way from the Netherlands and got in a wreck, and oh, it was a whole thing.
1: Have you ever had broken ribs, sir? No, I haven't. Let me let me describe broken ribs to you. The only time they hurt is every time you
0: breathe. <laughs> so all day. Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: just think about that. Yeah, every yeah. time you inhale.
0: Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he looked like he was in some pain for sure, but the, the barbecue was good, the award thing was cool, and then they handed out all the prizes. Everyone went up and got their prizes and their glasses and their shot glasses. Cool. And it was a good last night, and then everyone played, we finished out our 18xx game, and everyone had a great time. And then we played some code names at the end of the night to kind of cap off the night, and Tony had made a deck of code names cards himself. Right, right. That were all heavy game themes. so they were names of games, publishers, mechanisms, designers, um, stuff like that. So it was it was actually a really tough game of that would be really rough. Code names. So um, I, we play. I think we played three games of that where each there were three people on each team, so where each person got to be the person giving the clues right once, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Had a good time. Haley was playing a game of regular code names at another table at that time. So. Right. Um, it was cool to get to cap off a week of heavy, heavy gaming with a game of Code Names based on heavy gaming stuff. So, right, but uh, that was it. The next day, we got up bright and early, had some breakfast, um, uh, chatted with our buddy we made. His name is Kyle. At breakfast and headed home, and 13-hour drive home. The big, big storms in North Texas on Sunday, we drove through for about five hours. Oh, man. It was pretty much following us the entire time. It was pretty terrible. I mean, hail coming down on us to the drive home. That's rough. Yeah, it was a rough drive home. Made a few stops, got home to our kiddo, and it was great. We were glad to see him. And um, there was a whole thing with the vet where we were kenneling our dog at the vet. Right. And we said, okay, we'll be back Sunday. And they said, well, you we can't pick them up Sunday. We're not, we're closed. And we said, okay, don't people come out here to walk and feed them? We can't pick them up. And they said, no, we're closed. And we said, okay, we'll pick her up Monday. So, well, that's Memorial day. We're off Memorial day. And they said, okay, <laughs> so you're Tuesday. So at some point I just like got one of my family members that were keeping our son to go pick our dog up and keep over the rest of the right. time. Cause that's crazy. Right? You yes. can't pick your dog up for two days after you're home. It's kind of ridiculous so and that's like the only kennel in this town that does it that way but we decided to wait until two days before memorial day weekend to try and find a kennel for our dog. So that's probably part of it <laughs> yeah so but i gotta say d we had a fantastic time this is probably my my favorite convention experience yet good i've been to bgg i've been to local cons in waco and austin right. and this and i've got to say i had the best time i've had at a convention at this convention because it was a small group of people 40 something people right everyone getting to know each other getting to play games with the same people over and over and uh just really having a good time that's really awesome i gotta say, you know alcohol was allowed so people were you know not getting drunk but drinking a little bit at the end of the night and playing games and it was just such a good vibe too you know ordering food and eating and playing games and i got to say, it was a really cool time. The guys that run the board game group on Facebook were right. really cool guys. Um, I would suggest checking that out. There's like 12,000 members on that Facebook group, and uh, it, it looks like a really cool thing to be involved in, too. And they were the ones that did the glasses and the shot glasses and right. stuff for everybody. And there were just a lot of cool people there, a lot of podcasters. Uh, the guys who do the Low Player Count podcast were there. Right. Uh, the Brawling Brothers podcast, Punching Cardboard. Heavy Cardboard, of course, and uh, I'm pretty sure some other podcasters were there, too. And then just some cool people, right? There were a lot of people playing 18xx games all weekend. Age of Steam was going on all over the place. Right. All kinds of stuff, but great convention, Dee. Um, hopefully, maybe you'll get to go to Heavy Con sometime.
1: Uh, that's definitely on the to-do list now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good convention in Denver, and I think next year it's supposed to grow even more. Maybe they'll get up to 60... Seventy people next year. Awesome. I think they're moving to a different venue next year, even because right. this was a little bit small for forty people. Um, it was it was a room that was as long as everybody were playing three and four five player games. It was there was just enough table space. Right. If you were wanting to split off and just play a two player game with someone, it was it would get cramped and it was very loud too. Right. Um. So. I got to say the hotel was really awesome too. They were the most accommodating hotel you've ever seen. Cool. We were able to go out into the um, continental breakfast area and play games as much as we wanted. So it kind of spilled over into that area too.
1: Well, they probably paid a, uh, uh, pretty decent little sum there to reserve that room all weekend
0: yeah that's true so aside from during breakfast because there weren't other meals it wasn't a restaurant at the hotel or anything right. so that area was open all the time so I played games out there not everybody played games out there but you know when it was just too crowded or too loud you could spill out over into that area right I gotta say the craziest thing that happened was um there's a newer game called mega civilization mega civ right which is a kind of a remake of Civilization, Sid Meier's Civilization board game, okay. which plays up to 18 players. Wow. They were able to play a 14-player game of this. And I think it maybe took 12. They started at 7 p.m. one day and finished at about um, maybe noon or 2 p.m. the next day. So, I mean, they played for maybe 10 to 12 hours. Probably one so. Game. 14, 14 players play i can believe it the cards that you could buy or whatever had their own table they right. were all laid out on a table there were like five tables put together with the board and the players sitting around it it looked like it was fun not for me right but i don't i since we didn't get to stay all four days i don't know that i would have wanted to have spent an entire day right playing one game you know
1: i, I can see both sides of that yeah. on the one hand it's a huge time commitment you've got other things you want to do there are other games yada yada on the other hand, that's a heck of a story. Yeah, yeah. I played a 14 person game of Civilization with a giant hours, board. Yeah. It took me 12 hours, but yeah, I won.
0: Whatever. You no, know, yeah. it, was, it was pretty okay. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So I could say if you had like a game group that played heavy games all the time, and you got a lot of gaming in all through the week, and you got to go to a lot of conventions, then yeah. But if you are like me and are just like trying to get as much gaming in as possible so you can have, get stuff played during a convention like this, Right. then, you know, I got, got to play four games during that time, you know? So anyway, it looked like they had a good time doing it. Sounds you know, good. It was an experience thing, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that was Heavy Con D. I got, I got to say, I believe that's about it. I came home with uh, um, the Fate of Endines, a Meeple Source gift card, 20 bucks for Zulkin and a second copy of Aquasphere. But those people that got, like, the Great Zimbabwe and stuff like that, I mean, I wish I would have been choosier with the bag. I Lu- could not have known what was in them. Lucky
1: of dr- luck of the draw, man.
0: That's very true, and that's what it was. And there were some very happy people, especially the people getting their splatter game signed. By the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was really cool. So we're going to go to a break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Signoria, which got a ton of plays in, so we've got yes, a lot sir. to say about this game. We'll be right back.